okay, what's the highest I'd pay for this? Let's just go in, let's give them a good offer and let's be ready to sign a contract. That's how you buy a property yeah. in a low supply environment. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to Property Chat with Lockie and Matt, sponsored by our great friends at Real Hub and Campaign Track. Now, Matt, what we want to talk about in this episode was something that's pretty topical at the moment, and that's how to buy property when there's not many properties on the market. Yeah, it's a really tricky time for buyers. I think you know that's where we talked about in previous um, previous conversations is that you can see some buyer frustration really start to creep in in a market like this. You know, they're missing out on property week after week. They're driving up from Sydney. They're, they may just be local. Wherever your marketplace is, they're making effort to come to inspections and round the kids up and. and get rid of commitments to be there Saturday to buy that dream home. And, you know, it is frustrating as a buyer. I think as an agent, you see some buyers come through and, and you know, they really do themselves disservice and they're missing home after home after home and you, you're trying to communicate with them that you're there to help them. But I can understand from their point of view, they, un, you know, they know you work for the vendor. So there is that degree of, um, you know, maybe hesitation to take everything that you're saying as gospel. Yeah. You know, I think something that we probably see all too often at the moment is that buyers probably aren't moving as quick as the marketplace. And that'd be one of the biggest reasons that they're missing yeah. properties. It's not through just lack of opportunity. Yes, that certainly is a main contender is that there's not much out there. But I think for the buyers that are coming through on Saturdays, when you can see that we've had 20 groups of buyers through the door, you know the general the process would be you'd get a follow-up call same day if there's been an offer come in. You know, the only time that you might not get a follow-up on that Saturday is if for some reason, you know, there might not have been an offer or the market wasn't as reactive to the property on the day that it led to a follow-up call Monday, a couple of second inspections. So there might be a little bit of time. But generally, I know myself and I can't speak for every agent, but if I get an offer in on a property on a Saturday, I'm ringing back every single person who'd been through the property on the day so that we can at least have the conversation. There's an offer in on the table. This is where it, you know, this is where it stands currently. Are you in or out? Would you like to be a part of the negotiations? Because it's a really tricky spot. You know, what, what does the vendor do when we've negotiated a sale and of the 20 buyers, we've spoken to five, we've established their position and, you know, the others we've left messages for. Do you hang out for the weekend and run the risk of losing that buyer who, yeah. who's negotiated a price that the vendor's happy with and who's put their best foot forward? Or do you, you know, you just negotiate that sale and, and you know, put it to bed? Yeah, and it's always tough because you might have a buyer come in in hindsight and say, oh, I would have paid more than that. But the tough thing was that other buyer was willing to take action and they were quick, they were decisive and they gave a strong offer and the vendor's happy, the buyer's happy and you're still deliberating. So a bird in the hand's better than two in the tree. Exactly right. And you also don't know what the vendor's situation is too. Like time could be more important to them than money. And yeah. that can often be the case as well. Mm. So that buyer that's come forward straight away, that's more attractive to them than waiting another week or two for an extra 5,000 or, or a couple of thousand, whatever it may be. Um, so I think, yeah, buyers sometimes can do themselves a disservice in, in that regard. Yeah. And the other way that I see it too is that Everyone gets advice on how to negotiate and we see negotiations um, play out on television, we see negotiations play out in real life, but I don't think people really negotiate that often on property. And it can be very different, of course, to just negotiating for a vehicle or well, something. Because it's ever-changing, right? You know, right. Like it's, it's not like where a, a car might be at a fixed price and you might negotiate a couple of bits and pieces. You're you trying know, to bring it down. Like there's not three other people competing for that car. Yeah. There's 10 cars coming in the, on that shipment. You yeah. could have any one of them. Whatever you, you're just trying to get yeah, them yeah, for the best right. price. So that's yeah. a, you're trying to get as much thrown in and that's a different negotiation. 
you've got a lot more power there as a buyer. So I think you need to recognise as a buyer when you don't have that much power in the negotiation. Yeah. And that, you know, is a low property environment. When there's not many properties on the market, you don't really have the luxury of trying to play that negotiation. But as game. is the opposite, right? Like how many times have we seen when we've been through a lull, like after the Royal Commission and the mm. market was really tough, you're getting buyers coming through completely understanding their position of leverage and using every bit of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's about knowing the market that you're buying in. Exactly right. And adapting quite quite quickly. Yep. Because, you know, I was saying to you, you know, off air only just a moment ago, we had a situation in the last um, week where, you know, we had a property, um, deceased estate, you know, very broad appeal, um, had 30 groups through the property in a matter of a couple of days, significant numbers of offers. And you're speaking to people throughout the course of the weekend, and they've made offers sometimes 40 and $60,000 below where the offer is at. Mm. And they indicate that they're not really interested anymore or they, they really need to think about it. They say they'll come back to you, they never do. And then all of a sudden, the prices moved on again, more than that, you know, we're yeah. sort of like 70,000 on from where their initial offer was. And, you know, they're calling you wondering what's, what's happening on the, on the Monday, like the properties, like it's, it's gone, you've yes. missed it, you've, yeah. you've missed the boat. Um, so it's kind of a matter of, if you thought that you would pay X amount for a property on Saturday, you've got to get really serious about whether you're going to put that offer forward, mm. I think, and just go, look, would we be upset if on Monday, the agent called us and said, or we called the agent, whatever, whichever way it works, and we found it at sold mm. for, for less than that figure. If that's the case, put in that offer. Yeah. Don't be offering, you know, 700 um, when the offers are at 780 and be like, oh, let me know, you know, let me know how it turns out. Because unfortunately, you're indicating to the agent that let you know what it sells for, not let me know, you know, yeah. if I, if I want to um, yeah. have another offer. It's let me know what it sells for. I'm not really in this. Yeah. One of the things that I get, I find really frustrating is when a buyer will come through and they will say, yeah, we like it. Ring us if you get any offers. Mm. You know, that to me doesn't signify that you're serious. To me, a serious buyer is one who takes the initiative, steps forward and makes that offer. And, you know, how I negotiate, I, I like to try and keep it, you know, for me as above board as possible so that everyone that I deal with knows that there's transparency there. So, you know, dealing with a buyer who rings and says, Matt, you know, ring me when an offer comes in and let me know where it's at. Well, I'm not going to disclose that buyer's offer. But, you, you know, you do put us in a really difficult spot because now you've registered your interest at that last minute. But I guess one of the things that we sort of talked about is that, you know, a buyer can miss a property even though their offer's accepted. You know, we can negotiate a sale and we can get it to the point where it's, it's under contract because I think a lot of people don't know this. I've seen so many buyers, you know, they use the term gazumped all the time that they've, you know, they've missed the property because a, a buyer's come in over the top after they had a verbal acceptance of an offer. But if you haven't signed a contract, we're obligated to take every single offer back to a vendor. And that's the thing, and it's the hardest part of mm. our job, genuinely. I, I absolutely hate it when you have to call someone and be like, look, I'm really sorry, but while we were preparing things, like while you were getting all, everything in order to be able to sign, we did tell you this was a risk. We did yeah. warn you that someone's made a phone call, we've answered our phone, they've made a higher offer. I am legally now obligated to put that to the seller. Yeah. Sometimes people get lucky. They, sometimes they get lucky and the seller yeah. says, no, my word is my bond and, yep. and, and you know, they might be a bit old school like that. But if that person's made like a substantially higher offer, yeah. you know, I, you're not going to be in I had one luck. that was $100,000 difference. And, yeah. you know, no one's going to take, yeah. No. Because they so, know that on the flip side, yeah. they wouldn't get the same treatment. Well, so what's a good way as a buyer to try and avoid that? 
I think really being prepared before you make an offer, we always talk about that, but then listening to when the agent's giving you that indication of urgency. They're telling you that not because they are trying to get the deal done. As far as they're concerned, the offer's accepted, the deal's getting done. Yeah. They are telling you to get that contract signed fast because they know that how upset you'll be at them if you miss out because of the delay and they yeah. see it every week it happens. Yeah. So they're not telling you that for their benefit. They're telling you those things such as you need to pay the deposit today. You need to get the contract signed. Yeah. Where has your solicitor looked at the contract? Give me the details. I'll send it to them in four minutes. Like I'll yeah. get it to them. You know, do you need me to get your pest and building this afternoon? You're like, oh no, we'll get it next week. No, no, trust me. I'm telling you this for your benefit. Yeah. I think you should get it done this afternoon because if we let this go through another open home, on the you're weekend, introducing another you're 10, introducing another exactly, and yeah. it, you, your offer could be you know completely um, yeah. you know off the table by come Monday. Yeah. Um, so I would yeah just really stress that whilst the agent is working for the vendor, if the vendor has accepted an offer, then the agent's best interest in working for the vendor's best interest rather is to try and get that offer across the line. So the mm. advice that they're giving you is in everyone's best interest. Yeah, exactly. I think something for a lot of the buyers that hesitate, in my opinion, have always been the ones that are really cautious people. Mm. That's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being cautious. And when, it, when a buyer says to me they're not comfortable signing because they want their solicitor to look over it or mum and dad or partner or wife or whatever, that's fine. I completely understand that. But in the market that we're in at the moment, and it's ever changing, but while things are moving quickly, maybe a better way to shop is going to be, you generally know about a property on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that you're gonna inspect on Saturday. Call the agent, get the contract, send it to your conveyance or solicitor so that you can get those questions answered early so that when you go to the inspection, if it's the, the right property for you and you decide to make an offer on it, well, you've got the confidence you need to then take those next steps to sign so that you're not missing the property or not, you know, having, I'll send it to my solicitor Saturday, I'm going to ring the agent Monday, and then you find out you've missed the property. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think, look, in, in summary, really it's just get everything as prepared as you can possibly be. Try not to play games with the negotiation. It, fair enough, if we're in a, in a high supply market and there's so many properties available, go for gold, you know, they, you know, try and get a good try buy, for sure, yeah. I would yeah. too. But when you're trying to buy and you're saying, I'm really upset, I keep missing, and you know there's not many properties available, you're not in a, a strong position to negotiate. So you need to think, okay, what's the highest I'd pay for this? Let's just go in, let's give them a good offer, and let's be ready to sign a contract. That's how you buy a property yeah. in a low supply environment. Yeah. One of the other things that I had a buyer do recently that I found really helpful was they actually selected three or four properties that had sold over the last quarter and said, these are the three properties that I quite liked and probably the most likely that I would make an offer on or make a move on, rather than just ringing and saying, I'm looking for three better and it needs to be this, it needs to be that. Sometimes it can be really vague, you know, the brick, clad, location here, there, huge differences, right, in terms of what we can show them, huge differences in price. Um, but to be able to send three that had already had a result and say, find anything like this, I'm your buyer. Mm. I think that's really cool. I think, you know, if you're a buyer and you, you feel like there's a few properties you've missed out on, flag them. These are the ones I'm interested in. Send it over to the agent. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I think we really just wanted to give some advice because it is a frustrating time out there at the moment. So if you'd like to keep getting up to date, make sure you like and subscribe and we'll see you next time.